Hello, creeps. Welcome to the Horror Vanguard. I'll be your ghost. I mean host for today's exciting tale of terror. Help save gothic studies. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to something of an emergency episode of Horror Vanguard. Uh, I am one of your co-ghosts, Ash, joined as always by John, also known as the Lit Crit Guy. How's it going, John? Uh, I'm very good. I'm I'm really kind of disappointed that we have to we have to do this, but I think it's an important thing that we talk about that we try and bring some attention to. Yes, and we are we are joined by Madeline. How's it going, Madeline? Um, not so great. <laughs> I've had better weeks for sure. Um, but I am a PhD student at the University of Sterling, which is something to get into a little bit more, and I. Just turned in my second year review um, materials, so that's a big relief. But kind of the rest of the week has been uh, pretty awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like it seems like there's been uh, uh, so, uh, so something going on at Sterling. Do you want to do you want to fill us and our listeners in at everything that's been going on at Sterling University? I would love to. Um, so the University of Sterling has a program called the MLIT, which stands for Master of Letters, um, the MLIT in the Gothic Imagination. And this was the first named course uh, on Gothic studies in particular to be produced anywhere in the world. Um, it has been the launching pad for like countless other um, Gothic scholars who have obviously gone on to other universities and grown Gothic departments of their own. And so since I believe it was 1988 when the program was created, um, since 1988, the University of Sterling has really been a vanguard institution, uh, no like pun intended actually, um, but like a vanguard institution um, in furthering the development of Gothic studies and um, bringing in new voices into the community. Um, I found out about the MLIT program because um, after graduating from my undergraduate um, degree, I knew that I wanted to go on and study Gothic, but I wasn't finding anywhere in the United States where I'm from where I could study. So I literally Googled Gothic masters and University of Australia's MLIT program was the only thing that came up. Um, however, despite this like really um, excellent reputation that the University of Australia's Gothic department has um, and the excellent network that the MLIT has created within the Gothic community, um, university admission at Sterling, uh, particularly Richard Oram, who is the Dean of Arts and Humanities and Vice Chancellor Jerry McCormick, have uh, decided to discontinue the MLIT in the Gothic Imagination program. And they have done this without any warning. Um, and when various members of the Gothic department included have emailed asking for, you know, a re the review that was done, um, that would have to be done to make a decision like this and the report that such a review would produce, it's been radio silence. Um, so, <laughs> uh, 
I and fellow Gothics, not just within the university, um, but the wider global Gothic community have been really shocked and outraged, I believe, um, by this news. And yeah, that's just kind of in general what's been happening, but uh, we'll get into some more specifics. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty shocked at what's going on over there. You know, I'm seeing this as like, uh, uh, oh, something, something of a warning sign or a canary in the coal mine. But I know, um, John, you've got a connection to Sterling as well. Yeah, I mean, I did my undergraduate degree uh, at the University of Stirling, and I did the Masters, uh, the Emlet in the Gothic Imagination as well, like countless other people that I know. Um, and I, I just want to kind of um, back up what Madeline said. It is a kind of global institution. It was the first in the UK to offer this specialization, to offer the first, it's the first taught Masters in Gothic Literature. Um People come from all over the world to do it. Um, and maybe this is something, Madeline, that you can add a little bit more to. But um, I think lots of people who maybe aren't in, who, who, who don't consider themselves fans of the Gothic because of a kind of academic background, maybe don't kind of really uh, twig that kind of Gothic studies or horror studies is a relatively new academic discipline, right? It hasn't been around very long. Um, really, it only started getting a kind of like, recognition as being a legitimate form of cultural studies and literary studies in around the 70s and 80s when this course started so i think um you know if you're listening to this this is not just about um one course at one university this is this as ash put it is absolutely like a canary in the coal mine for something bigger and more dangerous that is on the horizon for higher education across the uk and actually across the world yeah, that's that's my that's my kind of connection with Sterling. That's that's maybe my my sort of read on what's happening, um, and maybe Madeline, you can you can kind of speak to how you think that kind of um, how what's happening at Sterling maybe does connect to what's happening at other universities, what's happening to Gothic studies more generally. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's uh, it's actually kind of sad because um, this is the second Gothic program to be eliminated in the UK um, in, I believe, the past year. Um, the University of Bath um, had a Gothic and true crime um, master's that was uh, started, I believe, in 2015. And um, it was really popular, just like the Gothic imagination is um you know turning a profit i am sure i have heard that can't confirm because i haven't seen all the documentations but some vibes that i get off of people in departments like it's it, it, for both for both the gothic department here and the gothic and true crime department in bath it was just kind of like out of nowhere um being slapped with this uh pretty devastating news um obviously in an already precarious time um, but as for what's going on uh, with the Gothic department at the University of Sterling, um, we're all just kind of reeling, I believe, at this moment. I can't really speak for faculty, um, of course, uh, but the postgrads uh, and I, my fellow um, PhDs, and then the Emlet students who literally just weeks ago graduated and then found out that they will be the last class of Emlet and the Gothic Imagination students are really devastated and um, really wondering about the personal and economic effect that this is going to have 
on the Gothic Studies community. Um, I know that my personal goals um, for coming back here and pursuing a PhD after getting my MLIT degree back in, uh, I graduated in 2016, uh, my personal goals were to grow the MLIT program even further uh, during my time here. And so um, I really feel pretty cheated with the amount of time and energy and uh, money <laughs> and, uh, you know, personal personal um, just really love and dedication that I've poured into this department. Um, cheated not, of course, by the Gothic department itself, who I want to really emphasize that um, any sort of economic or research sort of networky um, bloke will not really affect them in the long term. It's going to affect the University of Sterling. And I really um, have yet to see any evidence that university administration understands this. Um, yeah. Hopefully that all makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. No, no, I think that that's that, that's crystal clear, right? Like I, I probably like a lot of people are like, I think maybe everyone in this conversation, I have a master's in Gothic studies as well. And like getting getting that degree has been so powerful for my life and so impactful and has benefited me in ways that I will uh, continue to have a relationship to and to understand for the rest of my life. It has introduced me to an international community of academics and to see to see these programs just get shuttered like this with no warning, with no reports, with no reason given. It's just appalling. Yeah, I, yeah. I really want to kind of drive home as well that like this is the logic of treating students as essentially cash machines by university management right as as you pointed yeah. out madeline not, like you yourself like countless other students have have you know mo moved across the across the world you know left behind uh, friends and family and support networks to come to this institution to engage upon a particular kind of program of study uh, often often paying what frankly i think are exorbitant and, and obscene fees uh to do so which uh, uh whilst faculty uh, are, are often left on incredibly insecure uh contracts or uh overworked to the point of exhaustion and burnout like what this is this is absolutely a symptom you know uh obviously there like all of our all of our love and solidarity to to all of the people affected in this instance but i also want to kind of connect this to bigger issues of how universities in in the UK treat students, treat particularly uh, postgraduate students, both taught and researchers, and particularly students from overseas. Um, they're often seen as as nothing more than kind of um, a resource that you can squeeze a lot of income out of. Um, and this kind of like shabby uh, uh, decision-making that doesn't have any transparency, that doesn't have any kind of good communication behind it is an absolute disgrace. I absolutely agree. Um, and I hope it's okay if I share, like, <laughs> hopefully this isn't too personal for everybody, but um, I am going uh, over $200,000 in debt uh, for, you know, both the MLIT and now the PhD. And I did this knowing that I could not do anything else with my life. And, um, <laughs> you know, as dramatic as that may sound, um, I am also like having, while doing this PhD up until, you know, a couple weeks ago, the happiest and most fulfilled that I've been in my life. And so um, to have this, you know, future sort of taken away from me um, and to have poured 
all of my resources into it is, is really baffling. And then I want to say on top of that, the university is still investing in projects that I will get personal or professional or economic return from. Um, I believe they just finished a, I think it was 2 million pound um, uh, sports complex that we can't even use because of COVID, right? So yep. like, yep. I mean, like, I paid for a massive chunk of that. Like, <laughs> um, and yet my thanks is uh, that they're, they're cutting my program or not cutting my program specifically, but a program that really um, influences my own work and uh, that I was hoping to use as a springboard um, for further work uh, and uh, potentially a career later on down the line. So it's really, I, I've, I mean, I said in my letter to administration, it's, it's incredibly insulting um, to do this and to have taken this, uh, you know, powerhouse of Gothic studies away with no justification and no transparency and no respect for the hard work that the department and the postgrads have, have put into growing the department. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I am personally extremely insulted. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Just to kind of echo what both of you are saying, like U university administration has no concern for the human cost of their decisions. They're, they're looking at some, some numbers on an Excel spreadsheet and, and canceling people's lives in order to try and, make their enterprise slightly more profitable while they're dumping gigantic heaps of money in, into various other departments and things like new sports complexes when the old ones typically uh, suffice just fine. And, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you as someone who like paid an exorbitant amount of money to, to try and do an overseas PhD program in the UK and received essentially no support from my university's administration, you know, like echoing what John said, like, this is just completely it's extortionate if i'm going to be honest it's just an attempt to extract as much capital capital from vulnerable populations as possible uh yeah i don't know i'm just like i think i think the correct response is to be outraged the correct response is to be disgusted because these are people toying with our lives yeah absolutely so i think i think it's important then that we talk about um and maybe madeline this is something that you can you can kind of uh lead into like how can people listening to the, uh, this help how can they support uh this um you know the, the the gothic studies department and all of the students involved how can they um you know uh how yeah how can how can we how can we help absolutely um so we just put up a new website. Um, the old one got taken down. This new one is run by postgraduates like myself. And then I have some help from um, some MLIT students who just graduated as well. The uh, website is savegothicimagination.wordpress.com. Um, I'm sure you'll put that in your show notes or something as well. Of course. Um, yeah. And then in addition to that, um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, follow the Sterling Postgrad or Sterling, Sterling Gothic Postgrad uh, Twitter. It's at Sterling Goth. That's Goth plural. Um, so at S T I R L I N G G O T H S um, on Twitter, and we're posting updates there. We're retweeting um, people's support. Uh, we're of course tweeting at Jerry McCormick. 
um, who you can also tweet at to share your support. It's at G, capital G, E R R Y, capital M C, capital C, O R M A C. Um, and uh, what's that? Oh, yes, uh, there's also the hashtags. Um, let me double check on those. I've just all written down. Um, the hashtags are hashtag keep sterling spooky. Um, hashtag, nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. That's uh, Christy Strange, one of our recent graduates, thought that up with her husband. So big shout out to Christy. Um, there's also uh, hashtag save gothic imagination, where S, G, and I are all capitalized. Um, we're also using, uh, through the Sterling, uh, Twitter, um, hashtag my goth M lit, so capital my M, <laughs> capital G, capital M, <laughs> my goth M lit. <laughs> um, hopefully that'll make sense, but it's all on the website as well. And that, that's, um, for specifically people who have benefited from, the course itself to um, to share their stories with us, and so we can check that tag and uh, you know see how other people who potentially you know our current postgraduates have never even met how they've been affected and changed yeah. just like we have. Um, so there's that on the website. Also, there's um, basically there we're we're uh, we have a form letter which you can fill out. Um, there's, you know, places where you can put in your actual relationship to the program. Um, and you can send that off to uh, McCormick and Orem and their web, their emails are on the website. Uh, the other thing that we're hoping to do is create a petition, but I'm actually getting some legal advice before I do that to sort of know how to word everything. Um, so yeah, lots to do on Twitter, lots to do with the uh, save, savegothicimagination.wordpress.com. Um, yeah, and, and those are the best ways to sort of keep in touch and to keep uh, up to date about what's been going on. Amazing. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, we'll have links to all those Twitter accounts, hashtags, uh, the website, all in the show notes for this episode. And I 100% encourage everyone to just, to just, you know, flood McCormick's inbox and make sure that, you know, the people in charge of the decision-making process understand the importance of Gothic studies. Yeah, absolutely. There is there is kind of one one final thing that I want to I want to say because I want to um, kind of again I think it's really important that we always try and connect up individual sites of 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 conflict between because this is what it is it's a conflict between um, people who are looking to learn and teach and management. I think we should always try and connect that up to bigger struggles across. Um, across the UK, across across uh, uh, the kind of planet, but in the UK in particular, like we've seen a decade of of austerity cuts to funding to universities. We've seen decades where universities have been made to compete for stu students uh, as the sector has been increasingly marketized and turned into not a, a means of gaining education, but a means of generating revenue. Uh, but at, at this time, there is also the largest wave of student rent strikes happening in the UK since the 1970s uh, across multiple institutions. I think nearly 40 universities have rent strikes being organized. But thank you so much, Madeline, and obviously all of our love and solidarity to 
our colleagues and 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 fellow students and comrades in Sterling. Um, but this is a kind of symptom. This is a symptom of what happens when the university sector is treated as a market for for you know decades. But this kind of fight is going to happen more often. Uh, this kind of decision is going to be made uh, much more frequently by people who see education simply as a means of cutting costs or raising revenue. Um, and if we believe in the principle of knowledge being accessible to all, um, this is probably something that is 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 going to happen again at other institutions. It's already a common occurrence in 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 North America. It's gonna it's gonna keep happening here. Um, so please, everybody, do check out the link to the website. Please do take a couple of minutes. Use that form letter that's on there. Email the people uh, who uh, who are in charge of this decision and let them know that this decision is going to have consequences. But thank you so much uh, for coming on again, Madeline. Yes, and thank you for having me. Um, and I also want to say really quickly, thank you so much uh, in advance to all the people who are going to go on the website and send emails and find the petition that will eventually be up there. Um, but thank you to all of the people on Twitter through email who have already supported us. It's just been really the light in a really awful dark week to, to see all the love and support coming at us. So thank you so much to you guys and thank you to um the the wider gothic community gothic community and friends i should say because you know friends of uh banks are even reaching out and sending love so thank you all right everyone let's get out there and help save gothic studies <laughs> hell yeah <laughs>